we will be picking up where we left off yesterday, which is in Genesis chapter 31, verse 22, through chapter 32, and the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 13. Then we will conclude with God calling eventide portion for day 18, January 18th. So welcome to day 18. I'm so glad you're here. And before we begin, let's pray. Dear Adonai Elohim, Heavenly Father, thank you again for your word today. It is such a gift to us. Thank you for your revelations, Lord, showing us more and more the areas that need to be surrendered to you. Thank you for faith, Lord. Faith in areas where we need more faith. Thank you for anointing this podcast and for reaching as many souls as possible to hear your gospel. For your word says that when everyone has heard the gospel, then the end shall come and Jesus will come back. So if it be thy will, oh, let Jesus return. In Jesus' name I pray for the power of your sweet Holy Spirit. Amen. Genesis chapter 31, verse 22 through the end. When it was told, Laban, on the third day that Jacob had fled, then he took his kinsmen with him and pursued him a distance of seven days' journey, and he overtook him in the hill country of Gilead. And God came to Laban the Aramean in a dream of the night, and said to him, Be careful that you do not speak to Jacob, either good or bad. And Laban caught up with Jacob. Now, Jacob had pitched his tent in the hill country, and Laban with his kinsmen camped in the hill country of Gilead. Then Laban said to Jacob, What have you done by deceiving me and carrying away my daughters like captives of the sword? Why did you flee secretly and deceive me and did not tell me, so that I might have sent you away with joy and with songs, with tongue and with lyre, and did not allow me to kiss my sons and my daughters? Now you have done foolishly. It is in my power to do you harm. But the God of your father spoke to me last night, saying, Be careful not to speak either good or bad to Jacob. And now you have indeed gone away because you longed greatly for your father's house. But why did you steal my gods? Then Jacob answered and said to Laban, Because I was afraid. For I said, Lest you would take your daughters from me by force, the one with whom you find your gods shall not live. In the presence of our kinsmen point out what is yours among my belongings, and take it for yourself. For Jacob did not know that Rachel had stolen them. So Laban went into Jacob's tent and into Leah's tent and into the tent of the two maids. But he did not find them. In other words, he didn't find those idols. Then he went out of Leah's tent and entered Rachel's tent. Now Rachel had taken the household idols and put them in the camel's saddle and she sat on them. And Laban felt through all the tent, but did not find them. And she said to her father, Let not my lord be angry that I cannot rise before you, for the matter of women is upon me. So he searched, 
but did not find the household idols. Then Jacob became angry and contended with Laban. And Jacob answered and said to Laban, What is my transgression? What is my sin that you have hotly pursued me? Though you have felt through all my goods, what have you found of all your household goods? Set it here before my kinsmen and your kinsmen that they may decide between us two. These twenty years I have been with you. Your ewes and your female goats have not miscarried, nor have I eaten the rams of your flocks. That which was torn of beasts I did not bring to you. I bore the loss of it myself. You required it of my hand, whether stolen by day or stolen by night. Thus I was. By day the heat consumed me, and the frost by night, and my sleep fled from my eyes. These twenty years I have been in your house. I served you fourteen years for your two daughters, and six years for your flock, and you changed my wages ten times. If the God of my father, the God of Abraham, and the fear of Esau had not been for me, Surely now he would have been sent me away empty-handed. God has seen my affliction and the toil of my hands, so he rendered judgment last night. Then Laban answered and said to Jacob, The daughters are my daughters, and the children are my children, and the flocks are my flocks, and all that you see is mine. But... What can I do this day to these my daughters, or to their children whom they have borne? So now come, let us make a covenant, you and I, and let it be a witness between you and me. Then Jacob took a stone and set it up as a pillar. And Jacob said to his kinsmen, Gather stones. So they took stones and made a heap, and they ate there by the heap. Now Laban called it, Jagar Sahatuta, but Jacob called it Khalid. And Laban said, This heap is a witness between you and me this day. Therefore it was named Khalid. And Mitzvah, for he said, May the Lord watch between you and me when we are absent one from the other. If you mistreat my daughters, or if you take wives besides my daughters, although no man is with us, See, God is witness between you and me. And Laban said to Jacob, Behold this heap, and behold the pillar which I have set between you and me. This heap is a witness, and the pillar is a witness, that I will not pass by this heap to you for harm, and you will not pass by this heap and this pillar to me for harm. The God of Abraham and the God of Nahor, the God of their father, judge between us. So Jacob swore by the fear of his father Esau. Then Jacob offered a sacrifice in the mountain and called his kinsmen to the meal. And they ate the meal and spent the night on the mountain. And early in the morning Laban arose and kissed his sons and his daughters and blessed them. Then Laban departed and returned to his place. Chapter 32 Now as Jacob went on his way, the angels of God met him. And Jacob said when he saw them, This is God's camp. So he named that place Mahanaim, 
Then Jacob sent messengers before him to his brother Esau in the land of Seir, the country of Edom. He also commanded them, saying, Thus you shall say to my lord Esau, Thus says your servant Jacob, I have sojourned with Laban and stayed until now, and I have oxen and donkeys and flocks and male and female servants, and I have sent to tell my lord that I may find favor in your sight. And the messengers returned to Jacob, saying, We came to your brother Esau, and furthermore he is coming to meet you, and four hundred men are with him. Then Jacob was greatly afraid and distressed, and he divided the people who were with him, and the flocks and the herds and the camels, into two companies, where he said, If Esau comes to the one company and attacks it, then the company which is left will escape. And Jacob said, O God of my father Abraham, and God of my father Isaac, O Lord, you didst say to me, Return to your country and to your relatives, and I will prosper you. I am unworthy of all the loving kindness and of all the faithfulness which thou hast shown to thy servant. For with my staff only I crossed this Jordan, and now I have become two companies. Deliver me, I pray, from the hand of my brother, from the hand of Esau, for I fear him, lest he come and attack me, the mothers with the children. For thou didst say, I will surely prosper you, and make your descendants as the sand of the sea, which cannot be numbered for multitude. So he spent the night there. Then he selected from what he had with him a present for his brother Esau, two hundred female goats and twenty male goats, two hundred ewes and twenty rams, thirty milking camels and their colts, forty cows and ten bulls, twenty female donkeys and ten male donkeys. And he delivered them into the hand of his servants every drove by itself, and said to his servants, Pass on before me, and put a space between droves. And he commanded the one in front, saying, When my brother Esau meets you and asks you, say, To whom do you belong, and where are you going, and to whom do these animals in front of you belong? Then you shall say, These belong to your servant Jacob. It is a present sent to my lord Esau, and behold, he also is behind us. Then he commanded also the second and the third, and all those who followed the droves, saying, After this manner you shall speak to Esau when you find him, and you shall say, Behold, your servant Jacob also is behind us. For he said, I will appease him with the present that goes before me, then afterward I will see his face. Perhaps he will accept me. So the present passed on before him, while he himself spent that night in the camp. Now he arose that same night, and took his two wives, and his two maids, and his eleven children, and crossed the ford of the Jabbok. And he took them, and sent them across the stream, and he sent across whatever he had. Then Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until daybreak. And when he saw that he had prevailed against him, he touched the socket of his thigh. So the socket of Jacob's thigh was dislocated while he wrestled with him. Then he said, Let me go, for the dawn is breaking. But he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So he said to him, What is your name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, Your name shall no longer be Jacob, but Israel, for you have striven with God and with men, and have prevailed. 
Then Jacob asked him and said, Please tell me your name. But he said, Why is it that you ask my name? And he blessed him there. So Jacob named the place Peniel, for he said, I have seen God face to face, yet my life has been preserved. Now the sun rose upon him just as he crossed over Penuel, and he was limping on his thigh. Therefore, to this day, the sons of Israel do not eat the sinew of the hip, which is on the socket of the thigh, because he touched the socket of Jacob's thigh in the sinew of the hip. The Gospel of Matthew, Chapter 13 Jesus teaches in parables. On that day, Jesus went out of the house and was sitting by the sea, and great multitudes gathered to him so that he got into a boat and sat down, and the whole multitude was standing on the beach, and he spoke many things to them in parables, saying, Behold, the sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell beside the road, and the birds came and ate them up, and others fell upon the rocky places, where they did not have much soil, and immediately they sprang up, because they had no depth of soil. But when the sun had risen, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. And others fell among the thorns, and the thorns came up and choked them out. And others fell on the good soil, and yielded a crop, some a hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. He who has ears, let him hear. And the disciples came and said to him, Why do you speak to them in parables? And he answered and said to them, To you it has been granted to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been granted. For whoever has, to him shall more be given, and he shall have an abundance. But whoever does not have, even what he has shall be taken away from him. Therefore I speak to them in parables, because while seeing they do not see, and while hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. And in their case, the prophecy of Isaiah is being fulfilled, which says, You will keep on hearing, but will not understand, and you will keep on seeing, but will not perceive. For the heart of this people has become dull, and with their ears they scarcely hear, and they have closed their eyes, lest they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their heart and return, and I should heal them. But blessed are your eyes, because they see, and your ears, because they hear. For truly I say to you, that many prophets and righteous men desired to see what you see, and did not see it, and to hear what you hear, and did not hear it. Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom, and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. This is the one on whom seed was sown beside the road, and the one on whom seed was sown on the rocky places. This is the man who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no firm root in himself, but is only temporary. And when affliction or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he falls away. And the one on whom seed was sown among the thorns. This is the man who hears the word, and the worry of the world, 
and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. And the one on whom seed was sown on the good soil, this is the man who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and brings forth, some a hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. He presented another parable to them, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while men were sleeping, his enemy came and sowed tares also among the wheat and went away. But when the wheat sprang up and bore grain, then the tares became evident also. And the slaves of the landowner came and said to him, Sir, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have tares? And he said to them, An enemy has done this. And the slaves said to him, Do you want us then to go and gather them up? But he said, No, lest while you are gathering up the tares you may root up the wheat with them. Allow both to grow together until the harvest. And in the time of the harvest I will say to the reapers, First, gather up the tares and bind them in bundles to burn them up, but gather the wheat into my barn. He presented another parable to them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field. And this is smaller than all other seeds, but when it is full grown, it is larger than the garden plants and becomes a tree so that the birds of the air come and nest in its branches. He spoke another parable to them. The kingdom of heaven is like leaven, which a woman took and hid in three pecks of meal until it was all leavened. All these things Jesus spoke to the multitudes in parables, and he did not speak to them without a parable so that what was spoken to the prophet might be fulfilled, saying, I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter things hidden since the foundation of the world. Then he left the multitudes and went into the house, and his disciples came to him, saying, Explain to us the parable of the tares of the field. And he answered and said, The one who sows the good seed is the son of man, And the field is the world. And as for the good seed, these are the sons of the kingdom. And the tares are the sons of the evil one. And the enemy who sowed them is the devil. And the harvest is the end of the age. And the reapers are angels. Therefore, just as the tares are gathered up and burned with fire, so shall it be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will set forth his angels, and they will gather out of his kingdom all stumbling blocks, and those who commit lawlessness, and will cast them into the furnace of fire. In that place there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their Father, who his ears let him hear. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in the field which a man goes and hid, and from joy over it he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking fine pearls, and upon finding one pearl of great value, he went and sold all that he had and bought it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a dragnet cast into the sea, 
and gathering fish of every kind. And when it was filled, they drew it up on the beach, and they sat down and gathered the good fish into containers. But the bad they threw away. So it will be at the end of the age. The angels shall come forth and take out the wicked from among the righteous, and will cast them into the furnace of fire. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Have you understood all these things? They said to him, Yes. And he said to them, Therefore, every scribe who has become a disciple of the kingdom of heaven is like a head of a household who brings forth out of his treasure things new and old. And it came about that when Jesus had finished these parables, he departed from there. And coming to his hometown, he began teaching them in their synagogue, so that they became astonished and said, Where did this man get this wisdom and these miraculous powers? Is not this the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary, and his brothers James and Joseph and Simon and Judas? And his sisters, are they not all with us? Where then did this man get all these things? And they took offense at him. But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his hometown and in his own household. And he did not do many miracles there because of their unbelief. God Calling Eventide Day 18, January 18th Joy of Meeting Jesus said, So many think of prayer as petition only. It is petition. In everything by prayer and supplication, let your requests be made known unto me. But prayer is also a glad turning to meet me for the joy of the meeting, for the rapture of my presence. Prayer, too, is preparation for tomorrow's return to those who need you, those to whom my love goes out from you. Gosh, so many things to go over. Let's go back to Matthew chapter 13. It's interesting that in verse 55, when Jesus revisits Nazareth, his hometown, even though he was teaching in their synagogue and they saw his miraculous powers, it's as if Satan planted this thought in their head. Did God say, did God really say, because they said, is not this the carpenter's son? Isn't it? It's like a twist, just like Satan twisted the thought into saying to Eve, did God really say dot, dot, dot. And how many times do we go through that throughout the day? Did God really say? And we have to remind ourselves, yes, God did say. Because even when, when, when Jesus is saying that, a prophet is not without honor except in his hometown and in his own household because they took offense at him. That's true. Jacob had to leave his hometown. Joseph had to leave his hometown. And Jesus himself, purely God, purely man, fully God, fully man, and still could not do many miracles there because of their unbelief. Why? Because their thoughts glorified Satan's thoughts. Did God 
really say, is not this the carpenter's son? Instead of just saying, this is God. And then I love it how in Genesis chapter 31 and 32, Jacob reminds God of the covenant when he's afraid to meet Esau after 20 years of not seeing him. He was so afraid and he said, God, did you not say? He reminds God of the covenant that God made with him and the promises that God promised him and he held on to that. God loves to be reminded of the promises he's spoken into your life. What an example for us to see how Jacob reminds God. God, you said this, you said that. It was wonderful to see that. So anytime we have thoughts, did God really say, that's from the enemy, that's not God. And then instead you hold on to that promise. There's over 7,000 promises in the Bible. So any one of those promises you hold on to, God, you said that I am the head and not the tail. Now, this applies to those who keep his commandments. We're under a new covenant, but the commandment to love God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. That's it. And then all the other commandments hang on those two. You keep those, and then his promises are yours. His love is unconditional, but his promises are conditional. They do have conditions. And what is that condition? Obedience. That's his love language. That's what I'm discovering. Never thought I would say that as a little girl, receiving him into my heart. But almost 46 years later, wow, God, obedience is your love language. Who would have thought? <laughs> and sweet friend, before we go, if you do not know Jesus, this wonderful, wonderful Jesus who died just for you, and, and you would like to know him as your very own Lord and Savior, would you please pray the following prayer? Dear Heavenly Father, I would like Jesus to come into my heart and be my Lord and Savior. Your word says in Romans chapter 10 verses 9 through 10 that if I confess out loud Jesus is my Lord and believe in my heart God raised him from the dead I shall be saved. For it is with my heart that I believe and am justified, just as if I never sinned. And it is with my mouth that I confess and I am saved. Please, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Please be my Lord and my Savior. I repent for the wrong life I have lived until now. I choose you and will live for you 
all the days of my life. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I love you. In Jesus' name, amen. You are now his child. All heaven is jumping up and down and dancing because you received Jesus into your very own heart, sweet friend. Tell someone you just received Jesus and find a great Christian church and grow in him. He loves you and desires worship from your heart each and every day. You are so precious to him. I'll see you all tomorrow. Blessings to you.